Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 19. Escape from Camp... That's right. Escape from Camp... Run for your life. Well, the moment of Rito. Now, now yeah. that's not an absurd name. It's uh -huh. named after the founder, Gerald Run for Your Life. Now, don't you feel silly disparaging the name of this good camp? I, I feel, well, you know, I didn't even say that I was disparaging it, so don't you feel silly for implying I, disparagement? I oh, God. I oh, was projecting. You were oh, projecting. basically a theater. You think the name is dumb, and I like it. How dare you? Um, no. I will say, the cover, is it not in, it's not in Warp World. It's not in Warp World. These are very, very flat figures. There, there are three or, flat figures. Or, it is still in Warp World. Oh no. But all of the objects are appropriately warped such no. that they look normal. They've cancelled out. The fisheye lens has cancelled out the bowl and now it looks like a flat plane. I'm hoping it's not that. Yeah. But, I don't know. Because the sense of disease is, well, I guess disease and disease is already given by the three elements on the cover. The camp counselor and the two, I'm assuming, children of the camp, astride on either Perhaps. side. <sighs> well, either way. They look mean. This is uh, Goosebumps, and it's time to go to the Beware page. It, it does look, I, I will say, I'm excited to, uh, to go for this one because I think there's something about the ones that just have such like a clean, just it's mm -hmm. horror. Hello, it's a camp environment, it's horror. Like that kind of layer of depth for the, you know, setup. Have been mm -hmm. nice. I've I've enjoyed them. I Werewolf Woods was a was a really good time, and maybe this one will be like that. Mm -hmm. It gives you a very very strong kind of like aesthetic and trope world that people are already familiar with that can guide you through. Yeah, I've and been scared by this. <laughs> would you ready to beware? I would ready to beware. Beware! <gasps> Do not read this book from beginning to end. Welcome to Camp Running Leaf. It's the sports camp of your dreams! Oh, no. But this place is weird. The coaches are slave drivers. The campers act like little robots in the food. Well, let's just say it's nothing to write home about. The activities sound cool, though. You can camp overnight and look for bones in Zombie Cave. Coach says you could win a medal. Or become one of the Walking Dead. <laughs> he was just kidding about the dead part, wasn't he? Or you can compete in the selection. It's an awesome obstacle course with stuff like water jumps. Only, hold on, why is that water squirming? You're in control of this scary adventure. You decide what will happen. And you decide how terrifying the scares will breed. I can't believe we missed the, the little uh, hint in the title. It's, it's less, you know, hammy than it sounds, but still hammy. It's run for your life because it's a running camp. It's for runners, I see. Oh, it's, I, it's both run for your life and also run. You better run for your life. I don't know. I, you know what it's going to do? Like, Running Leaf is the name of the camp as well. So it's going to be like, uh, like, oh, actually, it's Running for Your Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's going to have a reveal at some point. We're ready. We're prepared. We're prepared. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. But also sports. I am uh, ill-equipped. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 
I partook in sports, but I don't feel like I partook in sports. <laughs> Does yeah, that make sense? I didn't really. I I totally feel you. I I feel like I was on a couple of sports teams, but what really happened is coaches saw that I had a growth spurt earlier than other kids and were like, "Yeah, you should stand there." And then I did, and then they expected that I would interact with you know other players or the ball, and when I didn't do that, they would let me go from the team. <laughs> yeah, I got most improved. Hey, that's great. <laughs> Assuming yeah. you started from a good position and improved there, which uh, is what you're saying. Right? A great assumption. Getting it two years in a row, not as great. <laughs> <laughs> that the second one really does feel like an insult. Yeah. Like it just confirms <laughs> the first as an insult, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like that, or or like I just have an astronomical like baseball growth uh you know skill set and i'm like i'm going pro like but you've got so much potential <laughs> you were you were so good the first time we're, we're we're gonna look into breaking the rules of basing ball if it you know if a golden retriever can play so can you we're getting you in there but anyway uh same team is there bud yeah i could i could absolutely dunk circles around Airbud excuse me he has won multiple games as far as i'm aware he has a whole series about his yeah. extreme sports prowess yeah nepotism although we are about to record our own podcasts on the sports prowess of our main characters yeah airbud doesn't have a podcast yet exactly <laughs> what would it be mark 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 come on meet us on web 3.0 buddy yeah you want to hit me with the page one absolutely all right you say to yourself 10 minutes ago it looks as if you were facing another boring day at home all the kids in your neighborhood are at away at summer camp all but you your parents decided to take you out to a family vacation instead to your grandparents farm boring but your mom and dad just got an urgent call to join a dig for dinosaur bones in mongolia they're leaving this morning we'll be away for a month your mom says. Sorry, sweetie, but we'll have to send you to Camp Pendleton after all. I guess I'll live. You reply, hiding your grin. Yes, Pendleton is a sports camp. You love sports. You wanted to go to Camp Pendleton ever since your Uncle Ed told you about it. It's got the latest equipment and the best coaches. You quickly call Uncle Ed with the good news, and he promises to take care of all the arrangements. He'll even drive you there. The next morning, Uncle Ed arrives. Your parents are rushing around, ready to getting ready to leave. They kiss you goodbye and remind you to be careful. Don't worry about me, you reply. What could go wrong? Nothing, right? Ha! Turn to page two. We've already been... We've already been memed on by the book. Nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Ha! Yeah, right. In, the, in italics, no less. Did you see the cover? There's a zombie on it, buddy. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> I'm psyched. You announce as you slide into Uncle Ed's station wagon. You're going to have a great time. Uncle Ed declares. Your uncle usually doesn't talk much about himself. You aren't even sure what he does for a living. But you do know he likes sports. That's what you talk about on your way to Camp Pendleton. Only it's taking forever to get there. It's out in the boondocks. All the roads are here look the same. You stop for a snack. Uncle Ed makes a quick phone call. When he starts the car again, he pulls out onto the road, going in the wrong direction. 
Uh, Uncle Ed? You say? I think you're going the wrong way. Nah, Uncle Ed says. I got a great sense of direction. You spot an old man in front of a lone house in the woods. Uh, pull over, Uncle Ed. You urge. Let's ask. Sports camp! The old man frowns. There's a camp out a mile away. He gives Uncle Ed instructions to get there. If you pass the gas station, you know you're going too far. See, I told you I knew where I was going. Uncle Ed says. Turn to page three. It's a good thing there's only one gas station. That exists. Yeah, in exactly. All, uh, at all. The whole place. Earth. There is, is always an old man standing out front of that gas station <laughs> as well to tell you where the nearest cabin is. The harbinger of doom. The Mordecai <laughs> of the situation, if it will be. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. A minute later, Uncle Ed turns down a dirt road. He pulls up to a military-looking gatehouse and a big sign that reads, Welcome to Camp Running Leaf. Eh? Where's Camp Pendleton? You cry. Uncle Ed only shrugs. He doesn't seem very upset. A beefy guy with a crew cut, a white shirt, and a whistle around his neck approaches your car. I'm Coach Rex, he says. Are you the new camper? Uh, no, I was looking for Camp Pendleton. You answer. Coach Rex clears his throat. Uh, <clears throat> this was Camp Pendleton. The new owner just took over and changed the name to Run and Leaf. So everything's okay, right? You say goodbye to Uncle Ed. He shakes hands with Coach Rex. Work this youngster hard, he orders. Oh, I'll be a slave driver. Coach Rex answers with a chuckle. Coach Rex and Uncle Ed laugh like two old friends. Well, go to page four. What a punk. Coach Rex? I don't like him. We just got sold into slavery, like, directly in front of us. We saw the handshake, we saw the agreement, specifically on the slavery. Yeah. He giggled, though, so he thought it was a joke. That won't hold up in court. That won't hold up in court, Rex. Coach Rex leads you to a cabin. He points you out an... Wait, he points out an empty bunk, and you drop your stuff on it. Oh, yeah. You think you're a hotshot athlete? He shouts. Surprised, you stutter. Uh, no, I I just like sports. <laughs> Coach Rex barks. We don't put up with wimps here. He gives you the once-over. And you don't look very strong. You thought you were in pretty decent, decent shape, but... Let's arm wrestle. <laughs> Let me arm wrestle this child. <laughs> How strong are you? Establish dominance. Oh. I got arms the size of this boy. <laughs> if I can beat you in an arm wrestle, then you have to listen to me. It's the law. <laughs> Coach Rex demands. What's his problem? He seemed so friendly a minute ago, did he? <laughs> you sit at the opposite side of a table. Coach Rex pins your arm in an instant. He looks disappointed. Kid, you don't have what it takes. He announces. But you will, and soon. It sounds more like a threat than a promise. Suddenly, Coach Rex brightens. Well, first thing for you to do is choose one of the two events to take part in. One event is an overnight hike and a fossil hunt in the woods around the camp. You love camping out. Sounds cool. The other event is the selection. It's a series of athletic events, and the winner gets a special prize. So which are you going to choose? Hike or the selection? Uh, what's up? I've, I've bewon. I bewed? 
Yeah. And I have something I am wary of right here. It's not telling us, but I know that fossil hunt is in zombie camp or zombie whatever, zombie somewhere. Zombie cave? Zombie, yeah, it's called zombie cave. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew it. I mean, we also know that there's Goo Lake, a Goo Lake monster in the selection. So, like, we're both we're bewarned both ways. Darned if you do, dead if you don't. So, so do we feel more like a uh, a, a, a tournament arc of an anime, mm. or conversely, mm. like a hike? <laughs> you really sold that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go on a hike. No, let's go to 125. Like a nice hike. A nice hike. Uh, uh huh. Let's go to 125. I, I'm happy let's with it. It also, I will say, like, I kind of usually want to pick first, like, the one that feels more like the theme of the book. And I would say, if we're yep. sports camp book, I feel like sports camp tournament seems like the the more thematically appropriate one. Yeah, exactly. So 125. All right, I'll do the selection. You tell Coach Rex. Coach Rex smiles. Good. Maybe you'll go far after all. And I do mean far. <laughs> he starts chuckling like an idiot, as if he made a big joke. You laugh politely. Now the coach gets serious. Now, the selection is tough. If you're gonna win, he says, you need strength. And that means a big breakfast. Come on down to the chair hall. The coach takes you to a big cafeteria, where the other kids are eating breakfast. Everyone stares at you while you walk in. Then they go back to their breakfasts. Each kid has a big pile of eggs. They quietly scarf down their food. Nobody's talking much. You notice a mountain bike in a glass case on the wall. It's, the, it's top of the line and it's brand new. Sunlight is gleaming all over its blue carbon fiber frame. That must be the special prize for winning the selection, you think? Cool! Now you really want to win. Go to page 40. Boik? I'd like a boik. You get your pile of eggs. Top by... Wait, what? Yeah. Wait. You get the your... toaster's on top of the eggs. You... This person has inverted their pile. You get your pile of eggs topped by toast. You get your pile of eggs topped... Bye. Toast. As you search for an empty seat, you see someone you know from home. Hey, Pat! You exclaim. You sit down next to a thin, fast-talking kid. He lives a few blocks from you, and you're glad to see a familiar face. Hi. Pat answers. I just got here a couple of days ago. Most of the kids are already being here for a few weeks. He hasn't touched his eggs. Perhaps it's because they're hidden by the toast. He tells you... I'm not hungry for toast. If only there were eggs. <laughs> you notice he looks kind of sick. He's pale, and his eyes have dark circles under them. Well, I'm starved, you announce. You plunge your fork into your eggs and lift... How? And lift it up to your mouth. Okay, the logistics of this. <laughs> you dug a hole through the center of the toast. <laughs> toast on top, but you plunge your fork into the eggs to lift it up to your mouth. Interesting. Uh, okay. Your hand suddenly freezes. Whoa! The egg yolks are blue! Turn to page 10. Yeah, the eggs are- the egg yolks being blue does not disturb me as much as this, uh, Schrodinger's stack I know. of food here. 
the, the, the toast wasn't real the whole time. Oh, that's the twist. <laughs> Your mouth snaps shut. It's called chewing. What's with the blue eggs? You demand. Just then, a voice comes over the loudspeaker. It's Coach Rex. Eat up, campers. The selection is coming, and your eggs are packed with the protein you need. You ask Pat. Are you going to eat your eggs? He shakes his head. No way. He picks up a piece of toast from the top and nibbles on it. You eye your eggs. You don't normally eat blue food, except... Blue M&M's, of course. Who doesn't eat blue M&M's? They're not flavored. Why'd you... Just, what an abstract... They don't taste different. Uh, product placement in the 1980s. Yeah, who doesn't eat blue M&M's? They're nice. They're everyone's favorite treat. They, uh... You know, you don't eat blue M&M's. They're high in antioxidants. We know this. <laughs> They're, uh, they have 100% of your daily required bloop. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been taking blue supplements recently. You're telling me I could just have M&M's? Perhaps that's food coloring. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to act different from everyone else, especially on your first day. Blue eggs, should you eat them or get rid of them or use them to start a food fight? If you eat the eggs 64, hide them in... Hide them in your napkin, 94. Throw them at a kid across the table from you, 39. What? A, I mean, it's a big leap. Mm-hmm. I, 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 have, I have a feeling here that uh, these eggs uh, might actually not be good. They might actually be making these people sullen, sad, and sick, and sapped of their energy. I wonder... If, in hiding them in our napkin, we're giving ourselves an item for future interaction of if you hid the eggs in your napkin, possibly offer them now. I would love that. We have not interacted with that since um, Dr. Eek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, Dr. Far, Eek with the whistle. Yeah, as far as like literally having an item like that. We've not interacted with that since Dr. Eek. Or, I mean, technically, obviously, uh, twas, but that's not Goosebumps. So That's I would true. love that, but I don't know if maybe they're like they did that early, like oh, kids hated the whistle. Kids hated the whistle. Never knew the whistle. It's poison. Poison <gasps> to the sails. But it's got so much replayability. Uh, you don't understand. Oh, that's why it's poison to the sails. People exactly. constantly replaying the same book. Yeah, getting it's, so it's many hours of too, gameplay out of this book. Too replayable. The book was too replayable because of the different permutations of whistle and whistleless. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to eat the eggs or hide them? I'm I'm down to hide him. I would love to be proven like... that they did go back to the well of having items, but I, you know, I I do feel like I'm almost like offering them the opportunity. Like, come on, impress Like, me. here's a clean shot directly in my chin. Knock me out. Like, I'm giving you all of the ammunition in this situation. Do the thing, Bart. Yeah. Do the thing. All right, ninety-four. Do the thing. You check to make sure that nobody's looking. Then you casually put your napkin on top of your eggs. Wait, <laughs> napkin on top of eggs and then the bread on top of the napkin. <laughs> if we're talking, if it's just on top of the eggs, then it, it has to go egg, napkin, toast. <laughs> yep. This is a napkin sandwich at this point. <laughs> yeah. You fold them inside and slip it under the table. A second later, you hear a voice behind you. I saw that. You freeze. It's Coach Rex. Rex points at another camper and camper and barks. You spit out your eggs. 
Don't let it happen again. The camper, tough-looking kid with the black buzz cut, nods. He let out a sigh of relief as Rex walks away. He didn't see you hide the eggs. Who's that guy who didn't eat these eggs? You ask Pat. His name's Brad. Pat answers. Doo-doo, doo-da-doot, doo-doo, doo-da-doot. A bugle blows. What? Wait, what? Revile? What? Reveille. Reveille. Uh, I've never. It's, it's, I mean, with Reveille. Uh, in in uh, war times, when the bugle was used to uh, wake soldiers up mm. uh, for the start of their day, the Reveille sure, sure, sure. played. Ah. Uh, outside. It goes do 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 the campers rise one by one as they march to the door in in neat files. No one talks. No horseplay. You know what I call camp running leave? Pat whispers to you. Can't run for your life. You grin at his joke. Pat doesn't smile back. Go to page 106. I, I'm so certain we just got our item direction. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey. If not, let's like, uh, you know, let's house rule it. If there's a situation in which the eggs feel like they would solve a situation that otherwise would lead to us dying, I think that the egg, mm -hmm. we have, like, we can mentally use the eggs. Yeah, so if we reach a DN text, we can figure out how the eggs would have saved exactly. us from that before jumping back. Yeah, exactly. Outside, Coach Rex announces, Fun time's over. He stares at the campers. You've eaten your eggs? You should be ready. The selection's about to begin, and remember, the winner gets a very special prize. Which has not been stated to actually be the bike. Uh, Rex... <laughs> fact, that's just his bike. He's yeah. just flexing on everyone. <laughs> Look at my bike. One day you I'm gonna like ride bike? it. I'm gonna ride if it one day. win the competition, you can look at it. <laughs> for a little longer. I'll crack open the top. You can sniff my bike. Just a little bit. <laughs> Get a little bit of that new box smell. <laughs> Rex checks his watch. All athletes who think they're worthy of it, report to the stadium right now. You're not going to do it, are you? Pat whispers. <laughs> of course I am. You reply. You practically drool thinking of the new smelling of the mountain bike gleaming in the cafeteria. Coach Rex claps his hands. All right, let's go. You join the eerily silent stream of campers heading back for the stadium. The other campers may be stronger, but you do want that bike more than they do. <laughs> the coaches are waiting for you at one end of the field. Listen up, people. Coach Rex bellows. The selection runs like this. The athlete with the most points at the end gets a special prize. For the first event... You can choose between hurdles and swimming. What are you good at? Do you want to jump hurdles or would you rather go swimming? Uh, I mean, swimming is goop lake. Mm, swimming is, is goop lake. It is goop lake, which could either mean it's scary or it could mean that hurdles leads to a death because there was not anything noteworthy enough to be in the intro. Interesting. Exactly. Who knows? I'd like to know for I'm what's happy worth. By the role. I'd like I'd You'd like, like to, to hurdle about the hurdles? I, yeah, I'd like to know if I don't know. I feel like there's some meta knowledge that could be gained. We could crack the code, like whether or not certain things are mentioned in that intro. If it's I don't know. There there's this is in I love it. resource gathering. 
Let's do it. This is meta progress. I want to do the hurdles. You tell Pat. Me too. He agrees. I hate swimming. You follow Coach Rex to the track. You and Pat line up with the other kids. Coach Rex points to points a starter's pistol in the air. Runners on your mark. You step into the starting blocks. Get set. Coach Rex calls. You set your hands in the dirt. Then you glance up to check out the hurdles. You can't believe your eyes. The first hurdle is higher than your waist. Its two legs are tipped with gleaming swords. And the crossbar is a wicked-looking rusty saw. If you land on that, you've had it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you've had it. Pat gulps. Oh, no. Bang! The runners take off. All but one. You and Pat take off, too, but in the other direction. You're not about to jump over those deadly hurdles. Come back here! Coach Rex roars. You spy a small door near the edge of the stadium. Come on! You cry to Pat. Let's get out of here! Turn to page 112. You and Pat dash through the little door and slam it behind you. Something's really wrong with this camp. You pant. No kidding. They put the toast on the eggs. Pat shoots back. <laughs> <laughs> Pat shoots back. The blue eggs? The order? The brainwashed campers? The crazy vents they make us do? It's all very suspicious. You peer around. You're at the mouth of a dark tunnel-like hall. It slopes downhill, and it's lined with huge pipes. I'll bet this is an old heating system for the camp. Pat says. If we keep going, maybe we'll connect to another building. Then let's bounce. You say impatiently. You move cautiously through the darkness. You pass an opening on the left. You think about exploring it. But then you notice the moldy spell, spell, smells, <laughs> the smell of smells seeping from the shell out. You'll pass, you think. Oh, By who cast that? <laughs> Whoever cast it, blast it. <laughs> uh, finally, the tunnel Whoever ends. Whoever asked it, cast it. <laughs> You finally the tunnel ends at a metal door. Light comes through a small window set high in the door. On tiptoes, you and Pat peer through the window. See what you see on page 97. I always love things like this. See what you see on page 97. It's a kitchen. It's a kitchen, Pat whispers. <laughs> Workers scurry in and out through the swinging doors on the far wall. Two cooks in aprons bustle back and forth among bubbling vats and giant grills. That stuff in the vat, it's blue, just like the eggs! You point out. The blue liquid is poured over some freshly broken eggs. Wait, okay. Okay. It's an, okay. It's a sauce. The cooks fry them on the grill. One of the cooks stops to fan himself. He glances around as if he's making sure no one's looking. And then he picks up a spray bottle and sprays himself. What's that? His face? It's melting. No, you realize what you thought was his face was actually a very thick layer of stage makeup. But that's nothing compared to what you see underneath. His skin is tinted egg blue, and his eyes are golden. He has no nose. There's a small round hole on the top of his head. He's... he's not human! Pat gasps. Save your gasps until page 115. This book has some good, snappy, 
turn to page X's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it's got some of the some of the highest tier turn to page X callouts. I will say it, it definitely does, and I'm only realizing now that those have been gradually getting better over the course of the series. I can only imagine getting to like you know the tenth of these and going, ah, I've written the words just turn to page fifteen again. Yeah, ah, I'm just gonna start formatting these to be a little joke at the end of every page. Like, yeah, it's good. You can't believe it. You don't know whether the kitchen worker is a space alien or some kind of weird mutant. All you know is you're having a close encounter of the weird kind. Whoa, I'm out of here! You sputter. Pat stops you. There's nowhere to go. Just wait until those cooks take a break, then we'll slip out through the kitchen. I bet those swinging doors lead outside. You're about to okay his plan, but then you remember. Wasn't there a turnoff in the tunnel? Should you wait until the coast is clear in the kitchen, or should you go back to the tunnel and take the turnoff? Uh, if you wait to go through the kitchen, 23, back down the tunnel, 13. Mm, I mean, we know the tunnel has a weird smell. It smelled bad. Uh, I'm happy to go to, through the kitchen. It's, let's do it. It stunk back there. Let's avoid this, this, this foulness. That stanch. You wait for the workers to leave the kitchen. Because of that, you see something you wish you hadn't. The blue-skinned worker places a plastic tube in the hole on top of his head, and then slowly the blue fluid begins to seep down the tube. The fluid flows out the tube and into the vat. So So that's what makes the eggs blue. Alien brain fluid! Gross! After the vat is refilled, the blue-skinned worker coils a tube and puts it in the drawer. Then all the cooks troop out of the kitchen by the far door. Now's our chance! You exclaim. Cautiously, you open the door to the kitchen. The coast looks clear. You make your dash. But just as you reach the doors, someone barges through them, going the other way. The swinging doors knock you and Pat flat on your back. Uh-oh, better go to page 100. What's this? A voice booms. Two athletes not competing? You groan. You know that voice. Coach Rex. Coach Rex waves some workers over. Maybe they haven't eaten enough eggs. They need a direct transfusion. Hold them down. Your arms are pinned. A moment later, the blue-skinned alien is standing over you, and the plastic tube is in his head again. He places the other end in your left ear. No! You stare in helpless horror as the fluid begins to flow down the tube and into your ear. Your brain is being bathed in our special fluid. Coach Rex informs you. It will make you completely obedient. We're fully bloodborne in you. (laughs) as the last shreds of your own free will leave you you think i guess this is what they mean by brainwashing the end well hey at least we were right about the eggs no kidding Uh, um you know what actually this is a good death app we now know what the eggs even do specifically and we know where they're from Mm. Mm. If we see someone with an open, like, you know, just sleep, like, you know, like a, a, a Claudio and Hamlet situation, right? With just like an ear unprotected, we could just open the egg, pour it directly in the ear, and that's one down. It's true. I think we're giving the book too much credit, but yes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, we're not ready for the Shakespearean intertextuality of this text. Exactly. Uh, would you like I to see. go back down the tunnel? Or do you think. I'd it, love to. Yeah, what page is that on? 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 11. <clears throat> Let's go back down the tunnel. You whisper to Pat. 
it's too risky to go through the kitchen. I mean, the turnoff was a while back. Let's see where it goes. I didn't like it in the tunnel. <laughs> Smelled like butt. Pat wines. I'd rather go through the kitchen. You think for a moment. Okay, let me check the turnoff. If I found out a way, I'll come back to get you. You head back down the tunnel. At the turnoff, you enter a drain pipe. Water sloshes around in your sneakers, and the air stinks. Soon the main pipe breaks into two smaller pipes. Much smaller. You enter the right-hand pipe on your hands and knees. And then suddenly, a strong rush of water knocks you down. Help! You shout. You cry. Your cry ends in a gurgle as you're sucked underwater. You barrel on down the pipe. Where do you come out? Tumble onto page 82. Sploosh! The pipe empties you into a river. <laughs> you gasp and splash, trying to keep your head above water. A few After a few minutes, you manage to swim to shore. You climb an, an embankment and scramble onto a bridge by some railroad tracks. A train whistle blows. You move off the tracks and wait. A minute later, a freight train rolls by. The train is moving slowly. You grab onto the ladder and haul yourself into the empty boxcar. You lean against the wall, dazed. The rocking of the car lulls you. Your eyes feel heavy. Your chin falls to your chest. The sound of someone clearing his throat wakes you up. When you open your eyes... Oh, no. A tall, stern-looking police officer is standing over you, scowling. <laughs> get arrested yep. on page 110. <laughs> yeah, get arrested on page 110. No alternative option. Get arrested. You try and explain about how camp... Oh, you try and explain about Camp Run for your life, but the cop takes you to the station house anyways. A bearded man is talking to the desk sergeant. Hey, Ruthie. The cop who arrested you calls. You gotta hear this kid's story. Come on, kid. Tell the desk sergeant. So you listen to your, your tell your story to the desk sergeant. You notice that the bearded man is listening closely. When you're done, the desk sergeant rolls her eyes. This kid is nuts, she declares. Are you kidding? The guy with the beard sputters. What's the best story I heard? He jumps up and approaches you. Kid, my name is Vincent Vilberg, and I make movies. I like to buy your story. A few months later, the months? <laughs> you made a movie yep. in a few months? Uh -huh. from, yeah. from, oh, the, the next line is going to hit even harder knowing that. <laughs> a few months later, the movie version of Escape from Camp Run for Your Life hits the screens. It is the biggest hit in history, and you become the <laughs> richest kid in America. <laughs> you decide Whoa. to use the money to start your own camp. You even have the perfect name for it. Camp Run to the Bank. The end. You win. But... This is a win. This has to be a win. We got taken away from the camp. We survived all of the obstacles. Pat apparently didn't. Whatever, Rip Whatever. Pat. But we named it in his honor. Camp Run for Your Life. And also, if Pat did survive, we would kind of have to kill him probably, right? Because the royalties, like he's going to ask for something yeah. because he came up with the title. That's, you're right. You're right. Uh, this is the perfect route. It, I mean, I think it's the speedrun route, I bet. Well, uh -huh. the thing that is interesting is, wait, okay, it'd be selection, then don't eat eggs, We mm. it's all the way back to swimming. 
is it all? Yeah, I guess it is all the way back to swimming before we get like another choice that veers I, from here. I will say, I I think that that kind of is further credence to the old. Uh, it wasn't listed on the page. It, I didn't mm -hmm. see how that lined up. So I guess I'm assuming you want to try and find another. And even though we did win, like on record, that was successful. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and so also, while we did die in the earlier one, uh, the eggs. Eggs saved <laughs> the us eggs. the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. Because we had the eggs in the pocket. We showed them and we go, look, we ate them. Yummy, yummy. And they said, oh, okay. Get back to, you know. Get back to the exactly. movies, champ. No need to waste all this extra brain fluid on you. <laughs> uh, all right. Page 63. 63. One less than the Nintendo. The <sighs> Nintendo. All right, let's swim. You suggest to Pat? I hate swimming. Pat complains. I'm going to do the hurdles. Okay. You shrug. Good luck. Privately, you're a little relieved to see Pat go. He seems so gloomy. You're ready for some fun and some sports. The swimming coach, Carla, orders the swimmers to follow her. As you head to the water, a voice behind you calls out. Hey, loser! Get out of my way! You turn around. It's that Brad kid, the other one who didn't eat the eggs. He struts past you. The gold is mine, he sneers. The rest of you are just fighting for silver! Brad is one obnoxious dude. You don't much like him, but he's got the spirit. He's got spirit unlike the other campers. You think, neither of us ate any of the blue eggs. Is there some kind of connection? Brad's nose wrinkles as you get closer to the water. Ugh, what's that smell? He demands. Yuck, it smells like a giant dump of rotten eggs. What could be causing it? Find out on page 120. The smell comes from the lake you're about to swim in, Coach Carla announces. Swimmers, line up. The 400-meter swamp swim will begin in 30 seconds. The longer you wait, the hungry the alligators will get. Alligators? Your heart thumps. Brad looks worried, too, like a sane human. But none of the other campers seem troubled. They just do what they're told. They must know that Coach Carla is a kidder, you think. You gaze down at the murky brown water. Bubbles come up from under the surface. Big bubbles. Swimmers, on your mark! For a moment, you think about skipping this event. Then you remember the gleaming new mountain bike. You bend your knees and get ready to thrust your arms back. Get set? Bang! Dive into page 124, risking your life in alligator-pested waters for a mountain bike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you hit the water hard. Then you take a few strokes underwater. You come up gasping for, gasping for air. The water's thick with mud and vegetation. Feels as though you landed in a bowl of pudding. You swim, hard, trying to block out the putrid smell. Sputtering and gasping for air, you lift your head. Brad is ahead. You lift your head. Brad is ahead. You plow on, trying to catch him. Then you hear a cry. You see a pair of arms grasping for help above the water, and then... They disappear under the water. Oh no, one of the other kids is in trouble. What are you going to do? Dive into the muck and save the kid who went under? Or should you go get help from Coach Carla? Dive down, 37, swim back to Carla, page 11. I mean, Carla's absolutely not going to be sympathetic to our situation, so... I, I doubt it. I mean... we got to dive down. we got to do this ourselves. Save Brad! Save Brad! 
Probably a trap, but say bread. You take a deep breath because you're about to dive into this stinky muck. You double up and head for the bottom. At first, you can't see anything. The muddy odd muddy water hurts your eyes. Ow. Mm. <laughs> My brain. But when you get a few feet below the surface, the water clears. There's no sign of the kid who went down. You look all around. Nothing. But wait, there's something lying at the bottom of the lake. Something white. So you swim for a closer look. Teeth grin up at you. It's a skull. A human skull. Swim on to, <laughs> swim on to page 116. Just <laughs> My man decomposed instantly. Dang. You swim closer. <gasps> You're terrified. But you have to get a closer look at the skull. <laughs> yeah. A crowbar lies next to it. And there's something square and white a couple feet away. It looks like an ID card or something. You gotta go up for air. Grabbing the right white square, you bring it to the surface. It's a plastic ID card. You can just make out the words U.S. government through the muck. This is serious. The ID badge of a government agent at the bottom of the lake next to a human skull. How did the skull and badge get there? And why is there a crowbar next to them? You have to go back for another look. You suck in a big breath and dive to the bottom. As you approach the skull, you notice something odd. Two small yellow lights moving towards you. You swim towards the skull, but the lights are still coming. Two black dots appear in the center of the yellow lights. Your blood suddenly gets cold because those aren't eyes. Lights. <laughs> those aren't like their eyes. <laughs> Get a closer look on page 55. Those aren't eyes. They're eyes. <laughs> the yellow okay. eyes are... Clarify what they are. Exactly. The yellow eyes are coming towards you fast. They're just a few feet away when you see a long green snout. The snout that opens to reveal dozens of long, jagged teeth. An alligator. Think fast. What are you going to do? Do you have time to do a frog kick and get away? Or should you grab the crowbar and try and defend yourself? Whatever you do, you better do it now. Frog kick or crowbar. Mm. I... I mean, we've got to go into a defensive stance, right? Like this guy's being taken out every student so far. You would think so. I also would like to think that we get the crowbar in the inventory that will save us for the future. I like it. All right. You grab the crowbar. The alligator's mouth gapes wide to chomp upon you. You thrust the crowbar inside of its little chompers. The crowbar wedges the huge alligator's jaws open, and that gives you a chance to swim away. You pop up to the surface and swim as hard as you can. You're the last one to the finish line, loser, as you lie gasping on the shore. Brad gloats. Did you swim here or take a rowboat? <laughs> By the way, I came in first. There was an alligator! You gasp. You can hardly talk. Your teeth are clatter chattering from fright. Your comment catches Coach Carla's ear. Alligator? Did you say someone fought off an alligator? Yeah, and it's right over here! You scream. Turn to page 22. The alligator is sitting in a rock on a rock in the middle of the lake, trying to get the crowbar out of its mouth. So what? Brad smirks. You still lost the race. <laughs> okay. Uh, Coach Carl appears at the alligator. You expect her to call in an alligator catcher immediately, or at least look shocked. But instead, she does some calculations on her clipboard. Then she raises your she raises your arm in the air. You get bonus points for the alligator. That means you tied for, uh, with Brad for first. <laughs> I want this to work for all competitions. I want the Olympics to be just like everyone does the events. 
or you can wrangle an alligator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I, I like the idea. Like at figure skating, there's the four judges holding up their signs, and at the very end, it's just how many alligators did you take out? <laughs> it's just... There's the ice rink and then just on the side in the middle of like all the elegant spinning and pirouettes and all that. There's also just a guy going, oh, get right, you varmint. Just in, just in like a in like a kiddie you pool. You overgrown varmint. <laughs> in like a kiddie pool. You think dumb lizard. Just, oh. <laughs> You're a wily one. All right. And then he's like, 10. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. All right, your mouth falls open. Is she kidding? Coach Rex claps you on the shoulder. Good work, find that alligator. You finally found your voice. Good, good work? You sputter. How can you let kids swim in a gator-infested swamp? Coach Rex's smile fades. He gives you a chilling glare. You just get ready for the next event. You and Brad walk into the stadium. Dozens of campers watch silently from the stands. Coach Rex strides right behind you. You hear him tell one of the other coaches, Watch those two. I have a feeling they didn't eat their eggs. You shiver. Now that you want to win the bike... <laughs> you shiver. <gasps> now you want to win the bike more than ever? So that you can escape from this camp. Just... Leave? Just run. Just go? Turn to page seven. Now I have motivation to stay. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. It's for bike. Mm -hmm. It's for silly little bike. My purpose for live is for bike. You see, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it ranks bike, my life, right? <laughs> that order. <laughs> I die for bike. Oh, my life man. for bike. My life for bike. Even Brad seems shaken by Coach Rex's words. He mutters to you. Did, uh, did you eat the eggs? No. You, uh, you answer. I hate eggs. Brad says. So I gave mine to my friends. They all started acting weird. Like they couldn't think for themselves. It's the same thing you notice. You can't believe what you're thinking, but... Could the eggs be controlling their minds? You whisper. Oh, did it get real? Brad scoffs, but his voice shakes a little. You shrug. All I know is, I want to get out of here and fast. This camp is scary. Listen up! I want to get out of here fast, like mountain bike fast. Mm. It's downhill, <laughs> always out of this camp. We're at the top of it. <laughs> uh, We're at the peak. Yeah. Uh, Coach Rex barks. You and Brad jump. The next event is the high bar. The coach goes on. And after that, the javelin. Then the two athletes with the highest point total will go to the final event. We are fighting Brad, quote unquote, to the death. A hundo oh, The gymnastics coach points at you. Dead? Wait. <laughs> oh, this is a... Is this, this Rex? I... Wait. Get ready for your routine. <laughs> he did gymnastics? Where did they tell us that? Yeah. He told us he was a coach. He's multi-classing. He orders. You bend down and dust your hands with Rosen. Rosen with Raisin. But when you straighten up and glance at the bar, you can't believe your eyes. 
Flames are shooting up from the ground under the high bar. Go on to page 62. They have the money for pyrotechnics? Dang. I mean, hey, they can afford bike. Bike is like infinite expensive money. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so cool. I love that, like, in a world where there is a possible outcome of us making the biggest hit ever and becoming the richest kid in America, we're like, oh, yeah, bike, though. <laughs> yeah. Already. You don't know. Your life could be so different. It could be so different. Just make a movie with Spieven Spielberg. Whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what their, the offshoot name was. It was something. It was supposed to be. I don't know. It was like Veli Bielberg or something. <laughs> yeah, like Veli Bielberg. Veli Vildenberg. Already you can feel the heat from the flames. Beside you, Brad makes a gulping noise. He stares at the flame with round eyes. That's it. The camp is some kind of weird death trap. Pat was right. It should be called Camp Run for Your Life. Write that down. Write that down. You mutter. Write that down. Write that down. We've got to do something. Maybe we just need to run out of the stadium. No you... way. Coach Rex is watching us like a hawk. You point out. Brad snaps his fingers. I've got it. We both fake an injury during our routines. I'm not sure. You gnaw your lower lip. We might be able to escape later. First gymnast! The gymnastics coach yells. Your choice. Brad whimpers, whispers. Now, Camber! Coach Rex bellows. Time's up. Make your decision. Uh, fake an injury or don't. <laughs> I mean, mm. I mean, we know there's two events left, right? So we know this is not the ultimate opportunity to do something. Yeah, I also feel like it just probably won't go well. Mm, so yeah, I think that I feel like one twenty, one twenty-two. Some part of my mind does have. Oh, well. I see you hurt an arm. Shame, we're gonna have to put you down. <laughs> just like, I mean, you want to find out? You want to just see? I don't. I don't. I don't actually. If I could avoid it, but all right. I like the the better opportunity to escape uh, on one twenty two. One twenty two. One twenty two. It is. Wait for a better chance. You quickly tell Brad. You square your shoulders, then you run towards the bar. Flames lick at your feet as you swing up, but you ignore them and concentrate on your routine. Good thing you took gymnastics last summer at your other camp. <laughs> camp gymnast for your life. <laughs> oh, man, I remember the mountain bike I won there. It was sick as hell. Camp if you're gymnasty. <laughs> you're good at this stuff. Every flip and spin could land you in the fire, but you've never worked the bar so You've never worked the bar so well, even though your shorts are starting to smell scorched. Uh-oh, the hot bar is starting to blister your palms. Better finish up your routine now. Otherwise, you won't just get a low mark. You get third-degree burns. You swing into your dismount, and a glance at the mat tells you that you have to make a perfect landing. One step in the wrong direction, and you'll be in the fire. Can you do it? Can you stick your landing? Just turn to page 65. You die! Now, Woo! <laughs> You stuck your landing. The judges all hold up your scores. 9.9, 9.9, 9.9. Yes. Ten You're... alligators wrestled. <laughs> yeah. 9.9, 9.9, 9.9. Zero alligators wrestling. Minus 15 
points. Oh, Sorry. Negative five overall. Negative five overall. <laughs> it's, it's, dang, it's so weighted to the alligators. Why do we even do this? <laughs> I really feel like I should spend most of my time wrestling the alligators. <laughs> yes, you start to feel as if maybe camp running leaf isn't so bad. Maybe the events are just, I don't know, creative? Maybe you didn't really see a skull at the bottom of the lake. Maybe you should forget about escaping. Maybe you should really go for that bike. See how Brad does on 26. <laughs> I just, it's a good, this is a good sentence. Mm -hmm. This is a good, this is a good sentence. Unfortunately, Brad is also a star gymnast. <laughs> a hot shot. Without even breaking a sweat, he pulls a 9.92 but you're still tied for first place. You expect the audience of campers to send up a big cheer, but they're all moving so silently to the exits. The stadium loudspeaker blares a message. All campers not in the selection, report to the infirmary immediately. Why are they going to the infirmary? You ask one of the coaches. Just a routine check for um, poison ivy. She answers. All at once, you're confused. How can such a small building hold so many people? You demand. No time for chit-chat. Coach Rex barks, striding up to you. Next up, javelin. Can you take a javelin to the te to the chest? Yes or no? If you can, yeah. you get a bike. <laughs> you follow him to the javelin pit, but what you see makes you feel like forfeiting. Get to the point on page eight. A dozen coaches stand in a circle holding javelins. <laughs> They're pointing them at the contestants. What are these guys doing at the javelin throw? You ask. Javelin throw! <laughs> Coach Rex lets out a harsh laugh. This is the javelin catch. Uh-oh. The sharp javelins come raining down. Dozens of gleaming metal points whiz towards you, one of them zooming straight for your head. With a quick move, you barely sidestep the javelin, no sweat. Its sharp points thunk into the ground, inches from your foot. If you don't catch one, Coach Rex bellows, you lose. More of the deadly spears shoot down. You dance back and forth, ducking them. You could do this, you tell yourself. <laughs> You've seen superheroes do it in the movies. <laughs> Piece of cake, right? Turn to page 70. Yeah. What the hell is that bar? You've seen superheroes do this in movies, right? So two fake things, right? Superheroes yeah. number one, movies number two. They it's cancel double out. Fake, but that means you can do it, right? They yeah. Cancel you know what? Out. I we are a kid. They cancel out. Uh, fake and fake is good, yes. You're right. I apologize. I didn't do the math. Fake and fake is catch javelin for bike. <laughs> A javelin hurdles at your chest. You fling yourself to one side, then snap your hand out. Yes, you snagged the wooden shaft, and so does Brad. Five other contestants also catch javelins, but not with their hands. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You've heard the agony of defeat. You heard of agony of defeat, but this is ridiculous. Is this like the most murder, child murder that has happened in Goosebumps at once? Yeah, that's five simultaneous child that's murders. Five simultaneous child skewers. That is mm -hmm. that may be a new record for, for Goosebumps.
Uh, it does feel like they have to be a little untoward with the gore that's happening here. Yeah. They catch them, but not with their hands. You've heard of the agony of defeat, but this is ridiculous because it can't that? say they catch them in the head. You've heard yeah. of the agony of defeat, but not five children gurgling blood. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. I want out, you think? You don't care about winning anymore. That's fine. Okay, I will say standards finally enough to not want to get bike. Five, yep. five simultaneous deaths of your peers. Fair. Mm -hmm. The losers are carried off to the infirmatory, just like all the other... Can Wait, to be fair, I guess they're not, they didn't say they're dead. They just got mm. impaled with spears. Javelins. Very fair. The losers are carried off to the graveyard, just like all the other campers. You glance up at the stands. There are less than a dozen people left, and they're all waiting in the long line for the infirmary. Ready for the final event? Coach Rex calls cheerily. As you turn back to him, your gaze is caught by a long pole leaning against the stadium wall. The kind they use in pole vaulting. Looks long enough to clear the wall. This could be your last chance to escape, but you never pole vaulted before. Can you make it over the wall? Or should you hang in there? Try and win, try and win the final event and ride your mountain bike prize to safety. Oh my I, lord. You know what? The game just, it, it, it poisoned me against that option. I thought we had character growth. I thought we understood that our life was now more important than the bike. Yes, but... Mmm. Shiny. Good point well made. Should we go to 119? Yeah, absolutely. Bike's there. <laughs> so, yeah. Coach Rex leads you to the track. The last event is called the Steeplechase, he announces. You've seen that event on the TV. It's the one where you run 3,000 meters around the track. But there are obstacles, like high hurdles and pools of water. You can push off the top of a heavy hurdle to vault over the water. The event looks harmless. No flames, no throwing spears. Then, Coach Rex smiles. Whoever survives this race deserves the prize, he declares. The words survive makes you gulp i mean yeah you glance up mm -hmm. nervously at the stands there are exactly seven campers left and they're moving towards the infirmary turn to page 57 you and brad line up side by side what do you think they have planned for us you whisper brad shrugs i guess we'll find out he whispers back just remember we're in this together you help me i'll help you Sounds good to you, but you notice that Brad doesn't meet your eyes. Can you trust him? The starting gun goes off and you sprint out. As you approach the hurdle, you're in the lead, barely. You take off over the water jump, up, up, up you go. As you come down, your heel slaps against the water's edge. A tiny bit of the liquid splashes on your cap. Ow! You scream in pain. That stuff burns. Don't let a little sulfuric acid slow you down. <laughs> Coach Rex bellows at you. Acid, this is ridiculous. You gaze desperately around. Any chance you could veer off the course and run to safety? Not much. The whole track is surrounded by the coaches, so scape is not likely. Just finish the race and get your prize. The next obstacle is approaching. You leap up, balance for a moment on the top of a hurdle, and peer down at the pool. You wish you hadn't. Find out why. Turn to page. See, you know. <laughs> There's nothing in the pool. No water, no acid, nothing. It's just a bottomless black hole. Watch out, loser! Brad yells in your ear. He balances beside you on top of the hurdle for a moment. 
Then he shoves off and pushes you to the one side. Whoa! You shout, flailing your arms. You throw yourself off the hurdle, but you're off balance. Your leap isn't long enough. You land half in and half out of the pit. Your legs dangle over empty space. Coach Rex runs beside you along the trap. Track? Track. That, well, I mean, basically both fit here, I believe. Yeah. That pit goes three miles deep. He informs you. And that's the whole truth. You gasp. Thanks for the info, coach. Quick, go to page 128. Your fingernails dig into the track. Terror adds to your strength. If you fall, you've had it. With a mighty effort, you haul yourself out of the pit. You get to your feet. Your legs are wobbling. Coach Rex smiles. Good work. Now move it. You're always a good runner, but it's time to pour it on. You increase your pit, 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 pace, pace and pull even with Brad. <laughs> then you're ahead. Not being stupid, you're pretty cautious about the next hurdle. You pull up shorter and peer over the jump. What's on the other side? Oh, it's a pit full of writhing, twisting, hissing snakes. You don't need a field guide on reptiles to recognize some of the most poisonous snakes in the world. Cobras, rattlers, pit vipers, coral snakes. What are you waiting for? Coach Rex shouts. Do I have to come in there and make you jump? You glance back. He's striding towards you, holding one of the javelins from the javelin catch. You have no choice. Taking a deep breath, you fling your body up into the air. See if you've made it over on page 86. You sail through the air. Your legs pump frantically as you're still running on ground, as if you're still running on ground. And then your feet touch the track. You've made it. Terror carries you down the track faster than you've ever run before. You whip along like a greyhound. You're going to win this race. Suddenly, you hear a scream behind you. You glance over your shoulder. It's Brad. He's fallen. He can't get up. He's lying at the edge of the snake pit. A diamondback rattler is coiled by his face, ready to strike. Help! He cries. If I move, it will bite me. You've had enough of Brad and his tricks. Let him help himself, you think. Let him die to snakes, you think. <laughs> then you think again. Brad may be a jerk, but he's a jerk in need. Maybe you should go back and help him. If you help Brad, 41. If you don't help Brad, five. I think it. I think we have to help Brad because it, it, you know it, it's it's not about you know what kind of person Brad is. It's about what kind of person we are. And also, secondarily, I think it would be wild if Goosebumps book was like, "You helped your friend, now die." It's happened before. <laughs> I will say, yes. it has <laughs> absolutely happened before, and that's why I'm like, yeah. I mean, it seems like help is, is obvious, but I'm, I'm I want to help him, kind of. Let's do it. What kind of person would we be if we didn't help Brad? A stone-cold, cool-as-hell dude who let a man die to snakes to win a race. That's who. And we would have a, a brand-new blue mountain bike to ride all the way home. Yeah. Okay, we... Oh, all no, right, 41, let's say 40, Brad, but I'm... 40, 41, I'm 41, 41. But we can use... Uh, what, what is it we, that we kept? I can't even remember. <laughs> the crowbar? The crowbar. <laughs> we can use the crowbar to fight off whatever bad feelings we have. I don't know. <laughs> You race back past the snake pit and snatch the javelin out of Coach Rex's hands. You dart back to Brad's side, hooking the point of the javelin under the rattlesnake's body. You lift the furious reptile away from Brad. You toss it back into the pit. It writhes and hisses angrily. Then you hold the javelin out to Brad. Grab hold! You command and pull him to his feet. You're a hero! But does Brad thank you for saving him? No. Instead, he shoves you to the ground. 
<laughs> Eat my dust, sucker! He sneers. Then he sprints down the track and crosses, crosses the finish line. What a jerk! We have a winner! Coach Rex cries. He holds Brad's arm aloft, and Brad is led to the victory platform. You stand on the track. Now what are you going to do? Brad won the special prize. It's Brad with the mountain bike. The mountain bike that was your hope for a cool life and escaping camp run for your life. Are you trapped here? If you really want to know, turn to page 43. I thought only one camper was supposed to survive that race. Like, like the race didn't end until only one camper was remaining, yeah. I guess. But no. Nah. Apparently, we get to live. We get to live. It's Wait. Cool. Wait. <laughs> Co Sorry? Coach, what? Coach Rex... <laughs> Coach Rex's voice booms over the loudspeaker. Congratulations, camper! He tells Brad. Yeah, yeah, you think glumly. Give him the bike, give him the bike. Then you hear Coach Rex's next words, and a shiver shakes down your entire body. In a few minutes... You will be transported to the infirmary of the planet Zentron. Coach Rex announces. There you will have the honor of being the Overmaster's slave. After you've served him for a period of time, he will serve you for dinner. Your jaw drops. So that's the prize? Going to a special alien planet as a slave and then getting eaten? Aw, oh, man. That's so much better. You thought this kind of thing only happened in movies. Horror movies. <laughs> then you have a terrible thought. What is the second prize? Uh-oh. Gotta get out of here. But Coach Rex turns his attention to you. But how? Then that idea pops into your head. Turn to page 93 to find out more about your idea. Honestly, my brain works that way a lot. Like, ah, I have yeah. an idea. Let me just... I need a minute to figure out what my yep. idea is. <laughs> I'm going to close a couple other tabs to yeah, find yeah, this yeah, idea. Yeah, 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 and we'll yeah. work on it. Let me sort, let me sort, let me sort. Sort by date, sort by date, sort by date. Delete, delete, delete. Okay, idea. Slowly, carefully, you sneak off down the track. All eyes are on Brad. No one sees you go. You dash to the cafeteria. All right, the mountain bike still gleams in the glass case. You break the case, wheel the bike outside, climb on, and you're off. Life set. With everyone's attention focused on Brad, the coaches don't realize what you've done. Until you're halfway across the field. You throw the bike into the highest gear and stand up to the pedal. Stand up to pedal. Hey, this is your best event yet. You zoom past the gatehouse at the other end of the camp. Rex and the other coaches give chase, but they're on foot. And you're on wheels. They can't catch you. You're escaping from camp. Run for your life. I thought that'd be like a, more like bike for your life or something. Yeah, exactly. We're not running. Yeah, we're not running. Kind of doesn't. Kind of like. Yeah. Pedal to page 81. You cycle down a dirt road until you reach the highway. You remember the old man down the road. You take a left at his house. You jump off your bike and race up the porch. Bring, bring. You hit the doorbell again and again. Finally, the old man opens the door. He's holding... <laughs> He's holding a pair of headphones. You're... You're not going to believe this. You pant. But Camp Running Leaf is sending kids to an alien planet as slaves. To your shock, the old man doesn't call the nearest mental hospital. He instead invites you in. I'm Agent Driscoll. He tells you. I head up a government team that investigates alien activity. You stare at him. This is incredible. 
We've had our suspicions about that camp for some time now. Of course, one of my field agents went to check it out. And you sent a child there? Okay. The old man goes on. But she never made it back, so I sent a lot of kids. <laughs> I just kind of felt mad. <laughs> I just thought, hey, if she's going to she deserve it too, she can't be the only one. I wasn't suffering. really trying to achieve an end there. I was mostly just throwing a tantrum. <laughs> you remember the skull you saw in the lake? Shuddering, you pull out the ID. Oh, no. The ID card you found and show it to Agent Driscoll. He nods sadly. Draper was a good agent. He tells you. Then he sees the crowbar and is, uh, brightened. But at least we've got enough for evidence to get a search warrant now. That's yeah. a good-looking crowbar. Yeah, relevant uh, plot point brought back for sure, not am-fistedly put in by me. You don't happen me. to have an egg wrapped in a napkin. <laughs> oh boy, do I! Wait, actually, that's way more evidence than the other crowbar that is completely irrelevant. <laughs> I found a crowbar next to your agent's corpse. I mean, also, there's alien fluid in this egg. But I did find a crowbar. Do you want to look at the crowbar? Yeah. Agent Driscoll immediately goes on the, gets on the phone to Washington. The problem is it takes a long time to get a search warrant. By the time the authorities finally arrive at Camp Running Leaf, the grounds are deserted. The coaches, campers, and transporters are all gone. There's not even a scrap of blue egg. However, Agent Driscoll doesn't lose heart. I'm certain Coach Rex and the Zentronians will start up another camp for human slaves. He tells you as he drives you home. Another camp run for your life. It could be anywhere in the country. It could even be the next camp you go to. The end. This is a I... worse outcome. It is! It's a significantly movie. worse outcome! And I have to say, like, the Agent Driscoll's not losing heart is like, don't worry about it, they'll set up another slaving camp I for kids. Know. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, they won't stop their criminal activity. They'll keep getting away with it until the end of time. Don't you worry. You know, the only bad thing about this is I'm gonna have to find a bunch more kids to send. <laughs> Adults are just no good at finding finding all kinds of mysteries. Who knows? The kids. I'm just running out of kids. I'm running out of kids, but also the only kid who's ever the only person who's ever brought anything back to me is a kid. So I guess kids it is. Must have been mm -hmm. smart. All right, that was uh yeah that was camp run for your life. I liked it. It was camp run for your life. It was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would when I thought it was going to be sport camp. There's something about the mm -hmm. uh, tournament arc structure that is just like juicy yeah right it almost feels like it's independent of you know there being sports necessarily like it could be combat it could be you know a, a, a game individually it could be any kind of competition it's just the structure of over the course of this people are getting eliminated it's kind of almost like death games that's, i guess yes, as well we that's just, what i was gonna say we did squid game before squid game what up yep if, if first. all 438 of them were competing for one cool bike, Ooh. I'm just saying, it would feel more relevant to me as a kid of the 1980s, I imagine. Uh, new sequel, it's going to be Squid Games. You're a kid now, you're a squid now. <gasps> they play Splatoon the entire time? Yeah. It's uh, Squid Games for kids. It's... <laughs> Kid games. Kid, kid, like kid, kid games. Yeah, wait, I guess I missed the obvious one. <laughs> but it also doesn't really... It kind of loses a lot in translation. 
It, it does. It really does. I feel like you need, like, the Kids Bop cover of Squid Games, right? And that would be called Kid Games. And it would literally be just like, all right, room number one, we do tic-tac-toe. Room number two, we do this. And every single time, everyone's just having fun. Yeah. And then they don't tell you they murder all of the losers, right? They just leave that implied. It's implied, yeah. They And then yeah. you thought you've never heard, uh, you know, the, the cries of defeat. <laughs> something, something dead children <laughs> so i mean like even if they do get taken to the infirmary they're sure. getting taken as meat right we yes. understand that they are now just being eat yes the like this is probably the this is the most grim outcome of any of them unless even spielberg Ooh, no, no 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 the world remember when the whole world was screwed i don't remember which time which book was I that think, one i think it was one of the ones where we had infinite clones uh, uh the, the you can have multiple wishes and the babysitter and now our uh, daughter daughter no she was just very young she, a five-year-old sister sure 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 sure. yes 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 that was oh gosh which one was that it's the genie yeah just ah yes oh, the evil genie the evil genie speaking oh, of yeah. other goosebumps books do you want to tell us what uh is in the chamber for us on the next week Oh, loaded up in the chamber. Oh, no. Is Ooh. Toy Terror Batteries Included. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Hell the yeah. cover is oh, my nightmare. I I would say like, <laughs> Evil Toys to Life. Uh, probably one of my bigger spookies. And that's why mm -hmm. I hate Woody and Buzz. They're terrifying. Mm, yeah they are they really really are also i guess toys Toy? to life is um skylanders r.i.p hmm yeah to toys to wait it's toys to life i want to see this cover and you oh, just no, see no, how no. cursed it's, we are looking it's uh not included. toy i can hear myself toy terror batteries included it's it is a small doll with razor sharp teeth Ooh, okay, okay, so we're like pre-Chucky, but we still yeah. are dealing with what is some sort of a haunted doll situation. Seems Or it, I seems guess it. for the modern uh, generation, uh, pre-Megan. Mm, mm, mm. Or for the Goosebumps generation, uh, post-Slappy. <laughs> Who's Slappy? <laughs> Not much, what's Slappy with you? <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Got him! <laughs> <laughs> Slappy's just a recurring Goosebumps character in the main uh ah, main see, books. See, see. He is he is a ventriloquist dummies. <laughs> but yeah, uh anywho, I guess uh, that's that. Uh but hey, end of episode shout out if you are listening on any streaming service and you would be so inclined as to uh press a like button or a five star. Perhaps there's a world in which you gain a shiny blue mountain bike. Perhaps. If, um, if, if you'll allow me to be an uh, immodest audience for a second here, uh, please please rate the, the five star or like or whatever the thing is you're allowed to do with the interaction of the thing because we're getting damn good at this. Come on, click the button. Come on, it's a little, click the button. Come on, you little what? And if you and want And it would help me... us out main time incredibly and we would really appreciate it. Thank you. And if we're going to be groveling even more, 
Please, 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 come on. Please. Yeah, they're gonna kill me. They're gonna send me to the alien camp. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna work for the alien lord, and then he's gonna eat me. Please, uh, if this video doesn't get 500 likes, I'm gonna. <laughs> It's really scary. Minnie Mouse just called me at 3 a.m. in the morning, you guys. 3 a.m. in the morning. If this video doesn't get 10K likes, 10K likes, she's gonna come to my house and kill me personally. 3 a.m. in the morning, Minnie Mouse. Please tell me you know of that kind of content. Otherwise, that just seems absurd. Absolutely, I do. Uh, it, it doesn't make it less absurd, but I do know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, that's that. Uh, good times, good fun. We'll be back at it again next week. I'm, you know, again tech tech permitting seems like we've got things sorted out and all good uh to go but we're we are running out of the books that's for sure we're really mm. really starting to run out of the books oh my that that is wild uh but yeah huge thank you to everybody who's uh, either sent in links to the other ones online or uh the wonderful people who have even gone above and beyond on that uh to help us get a couple more episodes in before we are scrambling to see what we can find so that's huge but yeah thank you for uh listening thank you thank you and we'll see you next time bye bye Adios.